Welcome everyone to the fourth episode of Life Beyond the Locker Room with me and now the head assistant coach at Brewer Football, Coach Allen. And we took a week off, but now we're back on the grind and we're going to be interviewing Coach Porter today. Coach David Porter. David Porter. What up, what up, what up? Somewhat of a living legend, South Dallas area. Mm-hmm. Um, graduate of the Great DeSoto High School, um, local legend out here in Fort Worth, TCU yes, alum. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Mr. Big Play Trey yeah, yeah, is what I know yeah, him yeah. as. Mm-hmm. Um, thankful you, thankful, thankful that you came on here and did this with us. Mm-hmm, appreciate um, it. So what we do here is talk to different people who mm-hmm. have different influences around the community, around the sports um, industry and field, and just try to see what their life is beyond the locker room beyond the field, um, how they impact kids, what they're trying to do, um, and things like that. So uh, tell us a little bit about your back background. Where'd you go to high school, college career, things like that? Um, so like you just said, like I said, graduate from DeSoto High School, uh, class of 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I finished off there, got a chance to play football TCU, full ride scholarship. Um, so I did my four years there. And then I got the fortunate, very, very fortunate opportunity to play in the NFL. So I got to play mm-hmm. with the Dallas Cowboys and Denver Broncos. Uh, that got caught very shortly um, due to an injury, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but then it's led me to where I am now, definitely, uh, which is, again, coaching here um, and being the head track coach as well. Um, outside of that, though, I do also have a video production company, oh, which okay. that started pretty much right after I got done playing. Uh, right. So when I got done... Uh, when my injury had happened in the NFL, I hadn't graduated yet. So mm-hmm. when I got injured, I went back to school. And I was going back, no sports, just in class. That was my right. first time doing that in like 10 years. Wow. I've never been just a student. Like I'm either I'm going from class right to practice. Yeah. Class, even if it wasn't for the school, I'm going right. from class, go home, and I got to go to another practice. So um, this was like the first time in my life where I really was just in a student. Like wow. It was very different right. for me, very shocking for me. Um, but like I said, that... Definitely, I was at a very low point. Like, you know, yeah. those people that were there at that time, they would be the ones that definitely know that one. Um, but it definitely um, opened my eyes up to some things. And like I said, I'm able to now have my business, which, like I said, started in the midst of all of that right there, definitely. All right. So you talk about how you went to TCU, NFL, and you played in uh, high school. How did those, like, every level, is it tougher? Is it what, – what's the deal? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, like they say, that that speed, definitely, of course. Like, yeah. everybody's going to get a little bit faster. Um, but to me, as long as you have good technique – like right. that right there, you'll be good. But that main difference is speed. Like that mm-hmm. gap of what's considered open. I play receiver, so yeah. that what's considered open, like it goes from a yard is considered open to now six inches. Wow. You're considered open in, in the NFL. Um, and they expect you to make that catch. Oh, so right. uh, just that margin for errors got mm-hmm. gets a lot smaller. Um, but, yeah, that's really – that game speed is really what changed. I mean, everybody's getting faster. Everybody's getting stronger. So. All right, you talk about your injury. How did that, like, you said you were at the lowest point of your life. So, like, what was the injury and, like, how did you overcome coming out of that lowest point of your life? Um, so, my um, injury was a herniated disc in my spine. Uh-huh. Um, and how it happened, I still kind of don't know to this day. It wasn't, like, a certain play um, or certain – like, I was able to finish the game, and then it was the next day um, is when I wake up and almost can't get out of the bed. So, Whoa. ultimately, what kind of happened, I pinched the nerve and it had me half paralyzed kind of on my right side. Whoa. Um, so, again, career gets cut short. Now I'm back at school. And like I said, it's the first time in my life I've ever just been a student. So I literally was doing some things that 
I wouldn't say I regret, but had I not been at that low stage in my life, I definitely wouldn't be going. Um, but again, because my parents taught me pretty well, I was raised by some pretty good coaches as well that I see as father figures, which is exactly why I'm here now. Okay. People like Coach Peterman, Coach Stansberry. Um, the things that they instilled in me as a high school athlete, that number one thing being that mental toughness, that is what kind of helped me get out of that. Because mentally, I was out, out of there. Of like, yeah. again, I've never just been a student. Like, I'm literally going to class, done at 12. And you got nothing school, else to do. I've never had a yeah. job, I've never had any, because I've been from sport, school to sport, school to port. Okay. Um, so, again, I get off at 12, done at 12 with class. You got nothing else nothing to, do. to do. I don't know what to do. None yeah. of my friends are really there because, again, they've already graduated already because I'm coming back to yeah. finish. So none of my old friends are still there, so I'm not, like, around guys that I came into school with. Okay. Um, but I just kind of had to, like I said, mentally is where it all started. Once I took control of my mental, got back into more of a positive mindset, okay. um, everything kind of started to change. From, but mentally, I was, oh, I was out of there. All right. out of there. So what advice can you offer to kids? Me, I know a little bit about your history. Your time at DeSoto – um, at one point in time, you guys had like five or six D1 receivers that could actually legitimately play. Um, and so just living up to that legacy of, and that standard of every day I have to come compete and work hard, whether it's in practice, game, knowing what to do through film study and stuff like that. Um, us as coaches, we deal with sometimes kids shy away from competition and just that grinding of, hey, I have to – work hard every day um, if I want to be the best. What can you tell kids about your situation and how um, the competition of every day in practice helps you become a better receiver? No, most definitely. Uh, so definitely that competition piece is, I mean, that's what hopefully you're in athletics for. Like you want to be a competitor, you want to compete. Um, competing against your teammates, competing against people you play against is what makes you better. Mm -hmm. um, so just competing every day. I wanted to be the best I could be. I mean, I can't be better than anybody. I mean, I can be better than anybody else, but physically, the only thing I can really worry about is myself. So every day, I just went out and tried to better myself. Um, so that's definitely where the, the competitiveness came from. Uh, you said one more thing I was about to touch on. Um, Film study? Uh, the... Uh, just your preparation for how you can be successful in, like I said, dealing with that competition and the legacy of being a DeSoto. Eagle. Dang, I had it all. As you were as you were answering me, I was answering it. And I knew what I was about to say. It was a piece you said. Um, oh, being consistent. That's what it was. Boom. Being consistent. So that right there for me, um, I think that was the biggest thing. Because like you said, it's at a school like DeSoto where you have five receivers that can go D1. Yeah. Well, if you don't think about football, you only got four on the field. Mm -hmm. um, so what that led me to do is I have to go out every day and be consistent. Like, I can't go out one day and be all-star, five-star, making all the plays, and I come out next day and drop every single pass. Yeah. Like, that right there doesn't look good. As soon as I have that day where I'm dropping all those passes, that next guy's getting his turn. Mm -hmm. I might not ever get my opportunity again. You never yeah. know. Um, so I looked at, you know, me having that pressure behind me, not knowing that, I mean, again, I could lose my spot, and the next person gets in just as good. It's still, but the machine's going to still go just yeah. as fast. Um, so I think for me, again, being consistent was that biggest thing. You know, just day in, day out. I mean, I might not have the greatest day that day, but it definitely wasn't. Like, every day is going to be very close to each other. You're not going to have a big drop-off from a high to a low day. Uh, so that's even just now, I think my biggest thing is consistency. All right. So when you got to the NFL, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Uh, my, ex, my welcome to the NFL moment was actually very cool. Um, okay. So I actually got to – 
my tryout was with the Miami Dolphins, so that didn't turn out too well. But then two days later, I got picked up by the Denver Broncos. All right. Uh, so my first day on the on the facility, walking to the weight room, there goes Peyton Manning. Ah, shoot. Of course, everybody on the world probably <laughs> knows who Peyton Manning is. Um, well, he comes up to me and introduces himself. Oh, like, hi, I'm Peyton Manning. Nice for you for to be here. And that right there, that's all I need. That did for me. Like, <laughs> as a receiver, to meet and be on the same team with Peyton Manning, was amazing. So the fact that, again, he came up to me. I'm an undrafted rookie. I know he knows nothing about me, but the fact that he took the time out. Mm-hmm. He was in the middle of his workout. He saw me walk in, took the time out, come over, shake his hand, introduce himself to me. That right there was that welcome to the NFL one for me. So that was pretty awesome. So at your time with the Broncos, you were also there with um, another DeSoto alumni, um, Super Bowl MVP, Vaughn Miller. Um, what was that experience like? Um, just being in a NFL team with another DeSoto great, another DeSoto legend. Um, did y'all have much time to talk and communicate, catch up on things, and what was that like? No, nah, definitely. So that part right there was definitely, like, I would say kind of the best part of it. Like, I mean, he was just coming off of a high year. He ended up going on to be the Super Bowl MVP that year. Mm-hmm. But the year I got there, that offseason, obviously he was coming off a good year, so he had a lot of hype. So it was cool being around against somebody else from the same hometown that I'm from. Um, and we're in the same position. I mean, yes, he's on a higher level doing what he does, but we're both still on the same team. Um, and, and as far as us kicking it, oh, yeah, we kicked it a lot. Like, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I, don't, probably, I don't know if they got jealous, but some of the rookies probably got a little jealous. Because, yeah. I mean, that first day or a couple of days after practice, we, he pulling up in the I-8. I'm in the passenger seat. We headed to his career. <laughs> All the other rookies headed back to the hotel. So it kind of was a little different. But it was kind of cool. Like I said, getting to hang out with him, talk to him. Yeah. Uh, like, he definitely took care of me. Um, and I guess I grew up around his little brother and his mom a lot. So when his mom would be in town, she did a good job of taking care of me, making sure everything was good for me. Um, but, no, yeah, we definitely got to hang out and talk a lot. He definitely took care of me, made sure I was good. But, all right, so who was the hardest worker in the NFL that you ever seen? Like this dude day in, day out. Oh, by far, and a lot of people probably might know it, I, it was Des Bryant when Des I was the Cowboys. So oh. the, that year I got with the Cowboys, this is the year that he has the – uh, foot injury. Oh, okay. So yeah, he wasn't playing. I think he had just hurt it that season before, and so that off season going into the next season, he was just kind of he was kind of going in and out a little bit. Um, so I'm literally there. I'm practicing. He's sweating probably just as hard as me, if not harder. Mm-hmm. And he's not. He hasn't practiced. He can't practice, but he's sweating just as hard as me because he's back wow. there catching ball. He was catching footballs the entire time. We were out there for two hours. He had a trainer or a scout throwing him the ball for two hours. So, yeah, he looking at plays, but he catching the ball no matter what. So, yeah, he might have got – I mean, I don't think he's cocky. I think he's very confident. But yeah. a lot of people kind of get a little negative vibe from him. But as far as his work ethic, uh, he going to work. And I've seen him work multiple – he also works at uh, DeSoto West, is where I went to middle school. Yeah. Seen him up there a lot of times working. Like, he's going to – I've seen him work so much. So, with my own eyes, he's – Definitely the one that I think kind of works the hardest. Like I said, and he had a – I think his foot was broken, if I'm not mistaken. But, again, he's hobbling around practice, catching balls for the entire two hours. Like, he going to work. <laughs> so, me knowing your growth as a coach and as a player, seeing you throughout the years, and now you being a coach who has your own room, your own position group, what's the message you try to portray to the kids you coach on a daily basis? What's the what's the, the, the tools to the game? What's – um, what's your marquee as a coach? What do you want your kids to get from you? I, li- I like to think of myself as a technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that I also kind of started to, I didn't really go too full on with it, but another little business I kind of started going was a personal training business. And that personal training, the name of that business was called Technique Over Talent. Because mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that even I myself, I wasn't the most talented guy. Again, you go to look at DeSoto, wasn't the tall, even that year, I wasn't the tallest, wasn't the fastest. 
they didn't jump the highest. The strongest. Jump, might have been close to the strongest, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't at the top of all those lists. Yeah. Uh, but then you, I mean, again, nothing against them. But then you look at that; those same guys are all my friends. But then you look at me getting that opportunity to go to NFL. I think what set me apart a little bit from them is just a technician. Like I'm big on technique, mm -hmm. um, and that's what I do with the kids I teach. I'm, if you can't do the technique slow, then it really doesn't matter. Everybody can't be athlete. Everybody doesn't naturally have it. Like some people naturally have some things. I feel like I naturally had a little bit, but the rest of it, technique. Mm -hmm. when, when coaches taught me some things, I'm going to take it in. I'm going to practice that technique to the best of my ability. So um, I think technician and being a technician is what I'm big on, what I like to preach. Being consistent for sure. So technique and consistent are my two things. All right, so you got into the sports. What is it? The film? Yep, video production. Video production. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how did you get into that? And, like, how did you like, how did you get into enjoying that? Uh, so that was kind of like a little – I guess side hobby I kind of had growing up again yeah. because I spent a lot of my time, um, you know, being a student and, and being an athlete. Like I really didn't do too much of anything, but my mom kind of always had a camera. So mm -hmm. even growing up, I was always into just playing with her camera, taking me say, "Mom, let me borrow your camera for a couple of days. I'll go take some pictures outside." Um, and then as I got older, again, my mom still had a camera. Was doing a little bit more, and then again, like I said, once I got done, I was just in school. Um, at that time, again, mom had a camera. Mm -hmm. Actually, could I borrow it? She didn't quite get that one back, but got that one. Um, and again, my first picture is like on my Instagram. I was at the first pictures that I started taking when I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna do something with this. I was at the TCU Stadium, which mm -hmm. is where I played a lot of games. I was in there just taking pictures of the stadium. Okay. Um, and again, I'm in there by myself. It's about six, seven o'clock at night, so the sun's oh. starting to set. Nobody else is in there, and again, I'm starting to take pictures. Took those pictures, and I sat there for about an hour, about on the second level, just kind of sit up there, and that's when I kind of again in my head thinking about a lot of things. Um, and I was like, I actually really do enjoy taking these pictures. Um, and I kind of went from there, started taking pictures here and there, knew some friends, of course, got to take some free photos, started in there. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, because of um, I don't – I do a good job. I feel I do a good job of being respectful to people and treating people right. So yeah. a lot of my first clients and first people that I got to really work with were – people that I already knew. So I didn't have to go out and get a lot of new business. People already knew me, knew me as a respectful person, knew I'd be honest with my work and do what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, once I kind of got the ball rolling, it started off with pictures and then I got one of my best friends, got linked up with him from high school. He was already doing videos, but I was only doing straight pictures. Okay. He kind of taught me a little bit on the video stuff and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna run off with it. And now I love videos and I do nothing but videos. Like I said, I literally just came back uh, last weekend, I was in New York shooting a camp for Damani Harris, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, um, and I was he had a football camp going on, so I was out there shooting that for him. So, uh, the one thing that definitely got me into this though is because I knew it would. I love to travel. Okay. And as soon as I picked that camera up and started doing it, I got to go to some places that I've never been. My first time going to New York, I went to New York for a whole week. Yeah. Spent time with an artist. I they were vlogging, going to different little. Uh, shows, radio shows, all this stuff. I'm there for the whole week in New York. This is my first time ever going to New York. Mm -hmm. Why did I go? Because I had my camera. Which yeah. is, I mean, I enjoyed it, but that camera is what took me there. I just, Again, I was in New York again this time, but I went to Niagara Falls. What took me there? Because I had my camera. Yeah. So again, it, it's taking me places, and I love, love, love to travel. So I think that's one of the things that really got me into it. And then once I kind of figured that part out, then I figured out, okay, how can I make some revenue out of this? How can I make this a business? Mm -hmm. And I went from there. So you were able to turn a passion for photography and videography into a career. Who has been your biggest supporter or mentor um, during this career for you? Oh, definitely. Um, his name is D. Chambers. Um, like I said, I met him through one of my, it says, again, that's that six degrees of separation thing. Like, everybody's a little bit closer than you think. So, like, I met him through 
one of them, and he's from Monroe, Louisiana. But I met him through one of my high school classmates. It's like their cousin or something. Which you know, we're from DeSoto, he's Monroe. There's no way we should be that close. Yeah. Again, I'm over there trying to just go see my best friend. I already been knowing him, and he happened to be over there. Okay. We got to kind of chopping it up, and now me and him are almost closer than me and my other friend. Yeah. But nothing on like nothing like. But he just did a really good job of like being a mentor to me. Um, teaching me a lot of the video stuff, little tips. It's like I still call him right now to this day. Like I got a quick question to do, no hesitation. Again, he's back and he's in Houston now. Again, doing the same thing, doing his filming work. Um, but he's definitely one of the people. And again, he's only three years older than me. So I mean, he's not like somebody that's just really, really old. But he's been doing it longer than me, so he has way more experience. He's been doing it since he was about seventeen. Um, so he definitely has had a lot more experience yeah. with it and everything. So he was able to kind of show me the roads. But now he's definitely somebody I look at as a mentor when it comes to this. All right, so me uh, me and Coach Allen, we're big people of faith, me being sure, Muslim and then sure. him being Christian. So we always talk about how faith has propelled us into, sure. like, a, a great level. So, like, what about has faith – did faith play a part in – Most definitely, without a doubt. Um, I definitely wouldn't be here without my faith and without um, – yeah, without, I wouldn't be here without my faith, without a doubt. Um, that number and my – I wouldn't call it a ritual, I guess, but my – I guess you can call it a ritual, yeah, because I did it every game. Every game, mm-hmm. I'd always have hype music, R&B, rap music. Yeah. Ooh, I'm getting hype, blood going up, 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 up. That very, very, very last song before I walked out, though, uh, was a gospel song. Gospel it song. was a no weapon form that gives me shell prosper. Okay. That, no matter what game, no matter who was playing, no matter what, that was going to be the last song before I took my headphones off and walked out the tone. That was the last song I heard. Um, and I did that because just me listening to that song just brought a sense of peace mm-hmm. to me so that now I can go out with a clear mind. So I think um, – Definitely my spirituality definitely played a big part in helping me stay focused, helping me stay calm in a lot of situations because there's definitely a lot of situations where I feel like I could have lost it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let me keep my calm. What would Jesus do? Let me, let me not go there. So yeah. um, I definitely think, uh, like I said, my faith and everything definitely has me where I am today because if I didn't have any faith or I didn't um, have anything to stand on, I, like I said, it, you want to I, yeah. man, like I said, at that time when I was at that lowest, like I said, if I didn't uh-huh. have that, Foundation of, of spirituality, I would be out of there. I was, like I said, mentally was, ooh. So, yeah, it plays a big part for me, definitely. Okay, so here at Brewer, you're the receivers coach, but you're also the head track coach as well. Uh, what type of opportunity is that for you, and what's some of the um, difficulties of the job that you were previously unaware of? Definitely. Um, so, this is my first head coaching position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Definitely a lot of what I'm seeing is that off the field stuff. Like, I love the coaching, the technique, all that stuff, but then you have to go back and think of all the logistics, setting up buses, setting up fundraisers. I mean, I like parents, but meeting and talking to everybody's parents. Mm, yeah. um, again, a lot of things that you didn't quite really think of that a head coach does. Um, now, again, I mean, I enjoy it, but I just wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't prepared for a lot of those things. Like, I was just thinking, let me get out here. I just want to coach. Like, let yeah. me get on this track. Let me get them faster. And then, again, I'm doing a, I mean, I'm getting to do a lot of that. But, again, as soon as I get done, I have to come in here, get on the computer, and do stuff that, again, I never would have thought of. Yeah. Um, but uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. My bad. Yeah, um, repeat that one more time so I can finish it. Said, what are the challenges? And yeah, what are the challenges or obstacles that you probably yeah, I guess didn't that expect being a head coach? Right? Yeah, that's kind of really the only one. Like I said, it's kind of those off the field logistic thing. Like I said, meeting all the parents, setting up buses. I ain't never thought to set up a bus to get to the kids, yeah. to, like to get to the track. I mean, that's not something that I'm thinking about as a coach, but as a head coach, you got to now do that. So just little things like that, I just wasn't mentally prepared for. But I think everything else, um, I think I was pretty prepared for though. 
Uh, you said uh, uh, you dealt with mental health a little bit back uh, back in the day, but uh, how do you? Uh, so, if a kid out there, like, how do how do you like uh, tell? Uh, can tell if he has uh, like if he's not doing good mentally, and like, what do, what would you do to like lift him up and like get him out of that place? So. Definitely. Uh, sometimes it is hard to tell, but mm-hmm. the more I think, what helps though the the deeper and better relationship you have with a kid, you yeah. can tell when they're off that day. Yeah. Like, if you know somebody really, really well, you can tell when they walk in, they're looking sad. But if you don't really know somebody, you might not think something's up. Uh, so what I try to do definitely is, first things first, start to get a good relationship with the kids that I work with. So that way, when something is wrong, me coming to talk to them, they can actually listen to the words I'm trying to sell them. Um, and it's not like I'm just some stranger telling them something. Yeah. Um, but the number one thing that I definitely always try to go to is, again, the mindset. Try to as best you can, um, that positive mindset. I mean, it, it's not, I, even for me, it wasn't, I'll tell them all the time, it's not easy. I'll never portray it to be easy. But if you can make that happen, that is what's going to be golden for you. Again, controlling that mindset, even in the toughest situations, I promise you there's something positive that you can pull out. And I think for me, that is one thing I'll do in every situation. You yeah. can give me the worst situation, I'm going to give you one positive thing out of it. I promise you. Like, yeah, I promise you. That's me. So I just try to, Try to find that positivity in something. And so we, you recently had a real positive moment that had an impact on a kid here at Brewer. Graham um, is a young man who deals with um, some difficulties, one of them being blind. Um, and they just did a good story on not only Graham, but the coaches or people in this district that help him out. How did it feel to be a part of that story? And um, what was that experience like? Man, that was that was very inspirational. It was It was... The first time he came out there, I'm not going to lie, I kind of almost shed a tear. Like, it was very, 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 very inspirational to mm-hmm. see a kid like him, again, that cannot see. can't. He, he doesn't know what that track looks like. But the fact that he wants to come out there and has so much excitement. Like, he was so excited to be out there, and he wanted to show the kids how it can be done. And the fact that, again, he has a whole obstacle in front of him. Yeah. The whole obstacle. And he still chooses to have a positive mindset, still chooses to go out every day. Be happy, be excited. He's definitely one of the funnest kids I like being around simply because of the attitude. Attitude is just as positive as it can be, and he has a lot that he could be complaining about. And he's not. He's out there every day, upbeat, flying around, being happy, making sure everybody else is happy. Um, so it was definitely an honor to just be a part of that and actually, you know, help him with his track transition and getting into track. So um, I, it's, it's very big to me, and I'm very honored to help out with that. All right. Okay, so now we're going to our quick fire questions. So we're going to ask you a couple of um, questions. Like, like a this or that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so okay. let's see. Are you a morning or a night person? Morning. morning. Uh, I'm going to wake up at 5 and get it going. I'll be asleep by 9. <laughs> All right, Waffle House or IHOP? Waffle House. Okay, okay. Yeah. What is your favorite movie? Friday. I was watching that last night. Yeah. <laughs> Friday's a classic. Friday's a classic. You said you traveled a lot. Where, uh, what's your favorite place you traveled to? Have you, and have you uh, traveled to? Cayman Islands. Oh, okay. Cayman Islands. Islands. All right. Cayman Islands' favorite. If you wasn't a football player, what other sport would you think you would have excelled at? Track. Track. Okay. What <laughs> events? Hurdles. Okay. I was, I was a top 10 hurdler in the state my senior year. Okay. All right. Nice. Something slight. Something slight. <laughs> Something slight. <laughs> All right. Who's your favorite superhero? Batman. Nice. I, I am Batman. I, I always tell people, you will never see me and Batman in a room at the same time. It's impossible. Okay. Because okay. I am him, so you'll never see both of us. <laughs> um, if you could talk to any president, uh, past or present, 
what would you want to talk about? Oh, what would I want to talk about? Um, how, what can really make this world a better place? Mm. What can really make, what can really help this world? Okay. All right, if you could have dr- uh, dinner with any uh, person dead or alive, what would it be? Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Why Chance the Rapper? It's my cousin. I think he's my cousin. That's my favorite artist. My Is it? Boy. I love his songs. It's his my lyrics. favorite artist. Oh, my yeah. Because he, he has so, he's so diverse. He, I love he can do it, yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's my favorite artist. What's your favorite song by him? That's a hard one. Uh, oh, uh, uh, I like you asked me too many, uh, too many songs. Um, I like that one. It's got We Go High. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that's actually my alarm. That's your alarm? Yes. Oh my that's what it's called, We Go High? Yeah, that's my yeah, alarm. Yeah, that I like that one. I, that's a good song to wake up to. It's mm-hmm. very, very majestic. Okay, <laughs> so who are your top five DeSoto Eagle wide receivers of all time? All time. David Porter. David Porter. <laughs> oh, my David. God. No, I'm messing with you. Ooh, top five. Top five. DeSoto receivers. DeSoto receivers of all time. Yeah. So... You probably would definitely know a little bit more about this guy. My brother has told me. I didn't get to see him, but the way my brother talks about him, I'm going to add him to this list. It has been in order? No, just just top five. Okay, no order. So, uh, Michael Thomas. Michael like Thomas was a certified dog. I never got to see him play. My brother talked about him. He was a and dog. And I did know about him in Arizona, so yeah. I kind of seen him in Arizona, but I never saw him in high school. Um, of course, I'm going to add myself to the list. I mean, I'll be like that. Um, <laughs> top five. Top five. Ooh, that next one. I can add Chris Lacey, who okay. he plays for the. He just he got plays, picked up by somebody. Yeah, I think he just, think got he picked just up signed with the Bears okay. this year. Um, part of that, man, getting a little bit biased, but he kind of broke one of my records, two of my records. So, okay. I mean, if you're breaking them records, kind of got to be somewhere up on that list. Um, so that's three. Um, two more. Uh. Katie Nixon, I'll give him. I'll okay, put him on that yeah. list. He was special because he could be moved around. He was a returner, getting the backfield at running back, but he was a receiver. So yeah. his versatility can add him to that list. Um, and that last receiver, uh, I'm going to go with my guy Sam Ajala. Okay. And Sam was go good. my guy okay. Sam. Uh, one of my classmates graduated with me, ended up playing at Fordham. But, again, I had my 1,000-yard year. That's when he had that 900. Uh, again, he was just trying to keep up with me. He said he had more yards than me. That's my guy, though. Y'all yeah. had a year, though. Like yeah. I said, y'all had legit five or six <laughs> D1 receivers. For sure. At that right. time. Sure. LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. Jordan? Yeah. Dang, I, I like LeBron, good. but yeah, I'm like, yeah. So I know the answer to this. What is your favorite snack or dessert? You already know. Chocolate chip Chocolate. cookies. Oh. By far. Is there a certain one from a certain place mm-hmm. or certain brands? Uh, no, I don't know. I think. Who got the best chocolate chip cookie? Jimmy John's is up there on that list. I don't know if y'all had a Jimmy John's chocolate chip cookie. That's up on that list. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, a warm Subway cookie is yeah, also at the top of that list. Like to so, I don't know. It has to be warm. It got to be warm. Somewhere. I would say warm. So, yeah. Chocolate, chocolate chip cookies are yeah. where it's at. Yeah. Have you been to that new uh, Crumble place? No, nah, I've heard about it. Yeah, they do, they like, new cookies each week or something. And they have, like, chocolate chip every uh, like, I got to go. Yeah, I went to... Insomnia Cookie, that's one of my favorite spots. Insomnia they open up to like 3 a.m., so when I'm up real late, yeah, you just go I order Insomnia. They'd actually deliver, too, so I ain't oh, got to wow. go nowhere. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Ain't oh, got to wow. go nowhere. Must be nice. <laughs> uh, favorite color? Blue. Blue? Okay. Yes, you work sir. Your yes, sir. It's right here. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Nike. Oh, checks. 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 If you look at my closet, I have two pair of Adidas, and they're Yeezys, and I only, they're very comfortable. I don't want to lie, but... 
Every other pair of shoes you'll see in there. Or Jordan, Nike or Jordan. Nike, I got still Nike. I mean, it's still a Nike brand. Yeah, it's still so. a Nike <laughs> brand, but no, I still, I'm not a big on Jordan. I got two pairs of Jordans. They're, two my, pairs of they're my two favorite pair, and that's it. All so, right, so you're a Nike dude. See, okay. a straight Nike, yeah. What is your dream car? Tesla Model X. If you could go anywhere in the world for vacation, where would it be? Egypt. I want to see the pyramids. Uh, okay. If you were stranded on an island, what three things or three people would you bring? Oh, they like could be like interchangeable. Yeah, okay. it could be just, two people and one three, item. Three things. Three things. Yep. Oh, we got electricity and Wi-Fi. Honestly, no, it's a dessert. Ah, <laughs> okay. What am I bringing? I'm bringing. Damn. I'm gonna bring my brother. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be me, him, and a hunter's knife. Get done everything. Get through whatever I need to get through. I'll okay. figure everything else out from there. All right. Uh, we'll be good. That's all I got. Oh, yeah. Leg day or upper body? Upper, 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 upper body. body. I'm a skill guy. We don't really care for that. I like my legs are kind of nice. I actually squatted pretty well, but yeah, upper body. Upper body. <laughs> okay. So this will be the last one. What do you? What would you say your greatest achievement to this point in your lifetime is? Ooh. Um. I would honestly say graduating from college. Um, and simply because uh, I think yeah, me and my sister. I mean, I have five, six siblings. Um. I'm one of three to graduate. My parents, aunts, one of my aunts did. Neither one of my parents. Neither one of my uncles. So it wasn't like something that was big in my family. Yeah. Um, so me accomplishing that, setting that goal and getting that done, I was very proud of. Um, side note, it has a little bit to do with that. Me even like me simply going, my graduation, so cool story, you definitely know about this one. Uh, 2016, year DeSoto Football One State, I was yeah. coaching there. Oh, shoot. Um, but okay. like I said, remember, I had to go back and finish. Yeah. So when I finished, I finished in that summertime. There wasn't a graduation to walk the stage. Yeah. Um, so I was technically done with school, but I hadn't walked the stage. So I finished school, go straight to DeSoto, start coaching. We win state. State is, no, it's actually the same day. So yeah. the same day that I can technically graduate, yeah. I played, well, we coached in the state game that same exact day. Okay. So, that morning at 11, I'm at TCU right out here in Fort Worth. And <laughs> yeah. as soon as I get off the stage, I'm in my car and I'm headed to Cowboy Stadium yeah. for the state championship game. So that day right there was big. But I honestly, had I I really, really walked that stage part, though, like I, I'm be, I didn't care about the walking the stage part. I honestly 100% did that for my parents. So my parents could see me walk across yeah. the stage. If it wasn't for me, I didn't really care for it. I was like, I already graduated, I don't care. You already gave me my paper. Like, I don't mm. care to just walk the stage. <laughs> but I wanted to do that moment just for them, just so my parents can walk across that college stage. So I think that's definitely one of my biggest accomplishments in my All life, right. definitely. That's dope. All right, thank you everyone for listening to the fourth episode and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Coach Porter, and thank, thank you, you, Coach thank Allen. You. All right, no problem. Have a